1: at the motel under street lights in the city palms. Call me what you want, when you want, if you want. And you can call me names if you call me up. Three nights at the motel, under street lights in the city palms. Call me what you want, when you want, if you want. The least of all your problems,
0: you can't What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Juana is now tonight, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Televisions. Thanks so much for kicking it, it with us on a Tuesday. Thank
1: like you. Could,
0: you could, sorry it's so smoky. It's the only bad part about living here in the summer, but it is just kind of a way of life. If you missed thing in the first hour of the show, a great guest, Justin Angle, joined us. He's a uh, business professor at University of Montana. We do it every other Tuesday, Business Angle. Overlay between business and sports. We talked about name, image, and likeness. The way this is going to change college sports as we know it. We also talked about Shohei Otani, Major League Baseball, All-Star Weekend, and uh, what his marketability power might be. Jeff Safford, Missoula Paddlehead, swung by to give us an update on local baseball as well as uh, talk a little bit more about the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. You find everything from the first hour in the podcast N-U-A-N-E-Z, that'll get you there. Any and all of your podcasting platforms, please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Five stars preferred. Podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet, Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Good friend of mine, good friend of this show, he's becoming at least, and I'm excited about him, Marty Morningwig, former University of Montana quarterback, recent inductee into the Montana Football Hall of Fame, and a long time. NFL offensive coordinator in studio with us. By the way, it is the Northwest Motorsport studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport, corner of Mount and Stevens. You can also check them out online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Proud sponsor of the Nuanas Now Studio. Coach, thanks so much for swinging by. You were mentioning, speaking of the smoke, you were mentioning, you live up a little bit south of town, or I guess it would be, is that south of town, right? And uh, you were saying there's a fire by your house, so this is sort of scary, right?
1: Man alive. Culture is great to be on, first of all. Second, as I was coming out the door to come to your studio, a, a rancher down that lives down the road from me pulled up man by the name of Artie Doris and says, I just saw a lightning strike. It started a fire right across the river from us. And it's up high a little bit, but there are a couple houses, two or three houses. So it's a little concerning. And how appreciative are we of the firefighters? Oh, man. Oh, man. I used to be a wildland
0: firefighter. I cannot preach or profess to have the experience that so many other guys have. I, I just worked on type two private engines. I was out for probably a total of 60 days in my uh, uh, my summers of my college years. But I loved it. I loved contributing to the cause, being in the woods, walking around. But sometimes <laughs> situations get a little bit hairy. It gets a little hot. You got to scramble. You might have a 20 hour day. And uh, and that was coming from somebody that was way down on the totem pole. These hotshot guys. These guys digging ditches. These guys working uh, on the front lines. This is big time, and we need them bad, so I I echo your sentiments, Coach. I appreciate that big time.
1: I'll tell you, I had it uh, up close and personal a few years back, July 4th, late. Somebody must have popped a firecracker down there in the conservation in in a big draw there, and it started a grass fire. And the one thing I learned from my perception of the fireman, it was all about Preparation. That's right. Logistics for sure. Preparation, logistics, communication. Uh, very much like coordinating a football offense, right? Very much like playing the game. It's all about preparation. They took their time for safety reasons getting down there. Oh, yeah. They they dug a perimeter, and to the best of my recollection, they phoned the perimeter. And then when they decided to put the water on it, it was a matter of seconds and it was over. But what great preparation for, it seemed like a couple of hours they were preparing to put the fire out. It was fascinating. It, it is very milit- military-like,
0: the, the way that the, the orders are divvied out. And uh, it was, that was one of the most fascinating parts for me when I was doing that, uh, was sort of just the strategy that goes behind it. Because it it, there is overlays between... The military, football, all sorts of things. The the marching orders that you have to take, but
1: then you have to execute when the plan is made. That's right. The execution is key, isn't it? And everybody has to be doing their job at the highest level possible. Speaking of doing your job, the position
0: of quarterback has risen to this level uh, in the American lexicon and the American sporting fan public uh, as the premier, the preeminent position in all of sports. And it's well justified, but also I sometimes bellyache about uh, the fact that so many more people know uh, some of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL than they do know the best defensive tackles or offensive guards. But that's here and over there. Marty Morningweg, one of the great quarterbacks, coaches uh, in the NFL over the last Generation and uh, now a guy who played quarterback at UM, giving back to this Missoula community, hosting the Marty Marty White Quarterback School uh, upcoming this week. So tell us a little bit more about this. I know you've been on the show a couple times before, but this is very cool. It's a great opportunity
1: for young kids around the community. Camp Marty. You know, my kids used to go to Camp Marty. We'd have like a three-day camp when I was (laughs) on in June and July, and it was awesome. And, I got to spend some time with the kids and coach them up a little bit, and I would tell the kids, don't come unless you have some thick skin. And it might be Molly with softball, or Maddie with softball, or Phil, (laughs) and the boys in baseball or football, but what great fun. I think I enjoy it more than the kids. Oh, for sure you do. I get to teach. That's what we do, right? We teach, and we correct, and we reteach forever. That's what we do as coaches, many other things as well, but... The Camp Marty is associated with I named my podcast after the quarterback school Camp Martypodcast.com and this year Coulter you know I've had Joe Glennon Michael Vick in as a guest coach and this year as long as he gets on the plane tomorrow it will be the great Jeff Garcia who Love I coached it. in San Francisco and in Philadelphia it led us to a playoff run in Philly as well. I've always thought and and maybe this
0: is just me as an NFL fan, but Oh, I would actually love your perspective. I think Jeff Garcia is one of the most underrated players that the NFL's had. I mean, Jeff Garcia was a multiple-time All-Pro. He was a multiple-time Pro Bowler. He was on some winning teams. He went on some great playoff runs. He just happened to be the guy that came after Steve Young, who was also the guy that came after Joe Montana. And then Jeff Garcia also happened to come after Donovan McNabb. Like, talk about bad circumstances. I mean, just, Jeff Garcia was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL during his whole time. He just happened to come behind three different Hall
1: of Famers. I'll tell you. He wasn't a very big man. No. Right? Right. So Bill Walsh loved him and I'll tell you why. Bill Walsh was coaching at Stanford and Jeff Garcia, playing at San Jose State, almost single-handedly beat Bill Walsh and the Stanford Cardinal and Bill Walsh called all over the NFL trying to get him a look. So Jeff goes to Canada, becomes the MVP and wins the wins the championship cup there, yep. and then we get him in San Francisco. And I will tell you, what a talent, right? But the toughness mm-hmm. of Jeff Garcia took him a long, and the team, great leadership abilities. You know, some guys can just demand a high level of play around them, and he's one of those men, Morning, morning, Wayne. Joining me, Coulter Nuanas
0: in studio. It's Nuanas now broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Coach Morningway, he's got a quarterback camp c- coming up. So, how do people sign up for this thing? There's still uh, opportunities uh, available to, to be a part of this? No, no, you got it. You got the roster filled, well, but you do it.
1: You are going to be presenting this to the community, and you have a lot of people around here that are supporting you, right? Here, what yes, I do. It's just, uh, I don't think anybody's ever said no.
0: But which is here's a thing. the
1: gist of. The Camp Marty Quarterback School. The first year, I, it was specifically for Missoula High School quarterbacks. So there's four high schools, the starter and the backup, or if they were having a having a competition. And then some people wanted to make it bigger. I really didn't because I, then I become an administrator. I like to <laughs> right. coach the kids right. for a day. But, but they did suggest that we invite... Some of the quarterbacks from the rest of the state. So we've got young men that are driving an awful long ways. Uh, we've had young men that are at Montana. They're at Montana State. We've got a couple coming in that Montana and Montana State already committed. So what a great camp. It's a learn. that's why I call it quarterback school. We will meet and then we will go out on the field and do really four drills. That if they take those drills back home with them and work the heck out of them, it'll help them get to where they want to be. Then we go in for lunch. Tom McLaughlin, huh, a little Paradise Falls of course, action. Paradise Falls, one of our great supporters here at Nuwana's now. mine as well. Thank you, Tom and Paradise Falls. So we go in for lunch, and then we meet, and then we go out, and really we go through four basic reads, a horizontal stretch, a vertical stretch. Four verticals and then an over-under. If you can do those four reads, you can do just about anything at the quarterback position. There's many other reads, but if you can do those four. So if they take just a couple of things from that camp, they go home and they work hard on it, it may very well help them get to where they want to be. To me, the most intriguing part about this, Marty
0: Morningway joining us, by the way. He's got a quarterback camp coming up Marty's quarterback school later on this week here in Missoula and also a great friend of this show talking all things football across the board Uh, but one thing I I find fascinating uh, Marty is that Montana—it's starting to be become more homog- or more like the rest of America, but it's still sort of a last frontier in certain ways. And so what I mean by that is there's still guys that prioritizing playing all all sorts of sports. And so a lot of times the quarterbacks—I mean, I remember the first time I came down to your quarterback school. One of the best guys there was Raleigh Wooster, who's from Missoula Hellgate, who had no real intention of ever playing quarterback in uh, college, even though he certainly could have he was on his way already. He was already committed to Utah State to play basketball. Now he'll be at Utah this next year in the Pac-12. But across the board, I mean, like Camden Sermon from Sentinel, he's going to go play DB at Washington. Like You got guys that are great athletes, maybe more raw than their average contemporaries around the country, but these dudes know how to compete, right? So that must be very fun for you
1: because these guys, in their essence, are athletes and competitors. Correct. And I will tell you, many high school teams around the country, simply put, the best or one of the right. best athletes at the quarterback position and it goes a long way especially with the newer type of schemes right. the read option sure. schemes and and it really in essence you only have to throw the ball just well enough right. To make that style of right.
0: offense work. one well, if you have a guy that's like Raleigh Wooster, who's 6'3", 2'10", who can
1: run, it's like you don't have to really throw it that well because if something breaks down, he can just run with it, right? Yeah, and, and the, those are the exciting type of players. Sure. The players that can create just a little bit when something <laughs> breaks down, like Jeff Garcia, our guest coach coming in. The other guest coach that I have every year is my oldest son, Sky, who's coaching at MSU Texas. Ghost staying gang. I love it. It was fun catching up with Sky. Marty and I were at the
0: uh, Montana Football Hall of Fame banquet last weekend of June and got a chance to meet his whole family. And it was uh, very fun uh, getting to know all of them as well. Uh, it, it is. The the element of athleticism, too, in this state is, is so funny because, you're right, so often... The best athletes, especially in a rural state like Montana, they're going to play quarterback, but they're, they're also not exclusively playing quarterback. A lot of high schools or even colleges, whatever, of course, colleges, of course, the NFL, but a lot of high schools, they're saying, Hey, you're the quarterback. You're not going to play anything else in Montana. Most of the quarterbacks are playing. I mean, they're probably one of the best defensive players on the team too, right? They're running all over the place. I mean, look at Montana, right? Look at the Grizz this upcoming season. There are two inside linebackers, Jace Lewis, Class B, Townsend, Montana, and Braxton Hill. Him and Marcus Willen will battle it out, but Braxton Hill is going to go a lot of snaps, quarterback from Anaconda. So you got inside linebackers that were, once upon a time, high school quarterbacks. That
1: yeah. happens an awful lot. I remember yeah. Jim Plunkett from the Bay Area. Uh-huh. I kind of followed him, so I know all about him. What a great athlete he was. He was a defensive end, quarterback, And won the state heavyweight wrestling championship as well. Tough, tough dude.
0: I was thinking about that too, the diversity of athleticism. I wish that um, it used to be, I shouldn't say commonplace, but if a guy was really elite at a second sport, even at the collegiate level his football coach would let him do that sport. For example, you were just alongside Shane Collins at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Shane Collins, at one moment in time, I believe had the second-farthest shot put throw in the world. Well, he was a national champion in shot put at Arizona State. He was also a second-round draft pick by the Washington Redskins. But his coaches let him do it. I was looking at Jonathan Ogden, who I know you were, uh, you missed Jonathan a little bit, but you were with the Ravens. But, I mean, Jonathan Ogden, a national champion shot put thrower as well. So what do you think of that element of it? This is sort of an off, the, uh, off of this topic question, but it seems to me that doing more sports, competing more, even if you are specialized and you're kind of on the fast track to the NFL, it seems like it's beneficial
1: for athletes. Oh, there's no question. And then the player, the young man will know when it's time to sort of specialize. Right. Period. I, I've coached of uh, uh, some of the great dual sport and really triple sport athletes, coached against some of the great ones, Deion Sanders, oh, if man. you remember. Oh, of course. Uh, so there, I say specialize when you know right. it's time to specialize because some of the great baseball players in the major leagues... They played three sports, two sports. They played spring baseball and summer baseball. They played football and or basketball. And they just started specializing late. Almost all of them are like that. So great athletes tend to be really good at different sports. I, I think about it at the collegiate level all the time, too, because I feel like
0: college football has become such a machine, and the dedication to it and all of that is essential. But I think the wear and tear on your body really it, it starts to wear out young guys particularly. And I just feel like if guys are elite at track, if they just went to their football meetings and still got absorbed in the team stuff, you could still have the competitive outlet and not have the injury that comes with track. I mean, I think of a couple guys off the top of my head that are playing for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies that would be all big sky, if not like all American caliber track guys, whether it was shot put or javelin or whatever, and I feel like, or hurdles or whatever, but that hones your athleticism, hones your competitive nature, but also maybe takes the wear and tear off you. I get why the football coaches want them to do the spring ball, but it, it, it seems like to me, if you're competing, especially in a sport like track, where it's very simple, there's no strategy, there's no game plan, just go win the race. It seems like that
1: would be so good for the development of a young athlete. In many different ways. I totally agree with you. I remember Joe Flacco, who came out of high school and went, and Joe's a Super Bowl MVP, oh, Of by course, the way. He went to Pittsburgh, and then it wasn't working for him, and he transfers to Delaware. Right. One AA, and he said, man, what a breath of fresh air, because it is 24-7, 12 months a year for the high-level college sure. football players now. They keep him there through the summer. With the weight training, if they take one class, they get the, they get their scholarship money. And so they are working throughout the summer. There's very, very little time off. He said, what a breath of fresh air. Delaware had them for one summer session is all. So they got a little time away. And in the NFL, most of the great coaches believe in time away from the game. Even 100%. on the bye week, I remember... I'm I'm coaching, I'm the coordinator for Andy Reid in Philadelphia, and we have gone 10-0 and 0 after bye weeks, and we were getting calls from both colleges and NFL coaches. What do you do? What are you doing? Yep. You know what we did? Nothing. We said, you're gone. Yes, Get exactly. away. It, it frees you up and freshens you up, both mentally and physically. Now, the hurt guys with the injuries, sure. they would stay and get treated, sure. but that was it.
0: Yeah, and that was one of the great stories I got from this last Montana Football Hall of Fame banquet was, uh, and it was actually in his bio that I wrote about Shane Collins, the great Bozeman high school athlete who then went on to start Arizona State, play for the Washington Redskins. But he said, when I got drafted, Joe Gibbs called me into his office and he said, hey, I drafted you because I saw the way you moved in the shot put circle. If you can spin around like that, explode like that, and you're still an All-American defensive lineman, I want you. But also... What are they going to pay to be on the Olympic team? That's right, nothing. So you're going to come play for me in Washington. So <laughs> I thought that was a great story. And uh, Shane was like, well, you know, you're right, coach. Uh, I'm going to take my NFL salary, I'm going to forfeit my Olympics. So it, it is an interesting fold for sure. Marty Mardiway joining me, Coulter Nuanas on Nuanas now. I have all sorts of other things to talk about with Coach Morningwig, including more about his quarterback camp player this week, his podcast, more about the Montana Football Hall of Fame, and more about the wide world of sports as it is as well. So keep it right here. It's 102.9 ESPN Missoula. to
1: more i wish it wasn't so. what up
0: montana happy tuesday welcome back it's nuana as now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, all around the great state of Montana. I do this each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m., giving you a look at the wide world of sports in the great state of Montana and all the way around the country, all the way around the globe. Pleasure being here with you. Marty Morningwig is here with us, longtime NFL offensive coordinator, a proud Grizz alum, former Grizz quarterback, and he's hosting a camp later on this week for some of the best high school and college quarterbacks from the great state of Montana. And, Coach, I I know this is one of your favorite times of year. I know you love working with these young guys from around the Treasure State, uh, but this is also an outstanding community and an outstanding state in general. So tell us about, uh, first of all, a little bit more about what you're excited about about this, but also you have a lot of people that are helping you out to put this thing on to make sure that uh, some of these young guys are
1: learning from the best. Well, I wanted to make it... To where the kids pay absolutely nothing. And then they walk out with some knowledge. A little expertise. And then some fun as well. So these are some of the people. First Security Bank, Scott Burke, big supporter. Great support of us here too as well. He's the best, isn't he? Uh, First Interstate Bank, Josh Klusiewicz, the J.K. Ranch, Jace's daddy, uh, Jace won two state championships by the way one he in the did. long jump and one in the football and uh, second in the 100 Uh
0: tease for later on uh, we've been efforting we do our senior spotlight every summer where we highlight some of the best male and female athletes from around the state of Montana Jace was one of my first invites and it's not as if he's snubbing me Jace is just busy working out with the Montana Grizzlies and working on that ranch. Every time I've called him, he's either working for his old man or working for his new old man who's named Bobby Houck. So, uh, Jace has just been busy, busy summer. So, uh, he will, he even if we don't get a chance to interview Jace, he's been on the show multiple times, but uh, always a great cont- contributor to us here. And, uh, If you can't make it, we're still going to highlight him because he was one of the great seniors in the state of Montana this last year.
1: I like it. Uh, Jace and his daddy helped me put a little fence up over at my place as well. But uh, we talked about Tom McLaughlin at Paradise Falls. The Mo Club. Bo Anderson, and we go through the up top with Luke for the hats. Yeah, so, these, so these hats, hats, anybody that's
0: watching on uh, SWX Montana TV, these are the hats right here. They got a little up top on the back. But, Luke and Colt, uh, Colt, good buddy of mine, and, and Luke and Colt, great supporters of the show as well. So,
1: I appreciate those guys as well. Stockman Bank, the great Brian Salonen helps with the camp. Mike Healer, Reds Bar. The Bank of Montana, uh, I've, I do a little banking with them as well. The Twight Family Partnership, Lloyd Twight and his sons. Both of his grandsons were in the Camp Marty Quarterback yep. School. Great players at Loyola. At Loyola, yep. and they, they went far. Scott Grattano, the old linebacker teammate of mine with the Brown Law Firm. And then Montana Motor Mall, I have both bought and sold, in fact, I sold one to them today, uh, great, great uh, car dealership right there. And then I'm still waiting on one big one, an ex-coach of mine that has a, a pretty cool business, so I'll try to holler holler that name out once the check comes. Well, we will uh, we'll certainly
0: circle back around because we'll be uh, checking out the action at least for a little while on Thursday as well so Marty Morningway joining me Colter Nuanez in studio coach you've been in the podcast world for a little while now tell us people tell people uh, I know that you led with uh, a fastball Michael Vick that's a pretty good one to start out the podcast series with but what's going on with the podcast now who
1: else have you featured well I did the Mike Vick and it was just intriguing Uh, Great, great conversation. And, of course, as you know, I got him out of the can uh, 18 months in prison. Your daughter told me a hilarious story. Marty and I were at the Montana Football Hall of Fame a couple weekends ago.
0: And your daughter, daughter, Molly... Tell me a story. Uh, this is a, it's a testament to you being a good dad because I think that uh, your kids, especially when they were younger, didn't understand sort of the celebrity or gravitas of some of the guys that some, that, that their father had attained or some of the guys they were dealing with. Uh, but she said she remembered picking up Michael Vick, I think in Missoula, actually, to come to this quarterback camp. And she was just like, what's up, Mike? But then everybody's taking pictures in the airport and, hey, you know, who's this girl picking up Michael Vick? And she was saying it was just so funny, like, I didn't realize. I just thought of him as Mike, and all of a sudden, I realized, oh my gosh, this guy actually is like transcendently famous. But he, I mean, he is. But it was a great episode.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a good story because I called Molly after she picked him up and dropped him off at the hotel, and I said, "How'd it go?" She goes, "Oh, it was great. The people were great." There was one, one long-haired uh, cowboy-type-looking young guy that ran up from behind and said, "What are you doing here?" He said, I'm helping my coach coach this camp. But, uh, and then, okay, so we did the Mike Vick. That was just fascinating. And then I believe it was Steve Young. And he's got a fascinating story, as you know. Oh, man. And and seamlessly transitioned from a first ballot Hall of Famer into into the world of... TV and I mean he he has football. to be one of the
0: most gifted guys ever right I mean Steve Young has just been good at the th- all of the things he's wanted to do
1: Now I will tell you he was a gr- they wanted to move him at BYU from the quarterback position to the secondary. I mean, he's a good enough athlete,
0: but that would have been crazy if that would have happened. Because he's, I mean, I believe he statistically is the most efficient quarterback in the history of the NFL. I believe he
1: finished his career with the highest quarterback rating of any NFL quarterback of all time. And he built himself into one of the great quarterbacks. So he goes from, but 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 they were going to switch him. Left-handed. <laughs> Amazing. And a great athlete. Mike Vick was in the same sort of category. Sure. All right. Uh, And and then he goes, one of the great college quarterbacks, would have been the number one pick for the Bengals, but chose to go to the USFL and it didn't work. $25
0: million for 25 years. One of the most legendary contracts in sports history. Changed the game forever.
1: And then he goes to Tampa on a bad ball club back then. Exactly. And it didn't work. And I remember asking Bill Walsh. Why did I believe he gave up, if I remember right, a three and a four or something like that? I said, why? And he's going, because he was such a great athlete. He was such a great player that if we could teach him to play quarterback our way, then we'd have something fantastic. And that's that's what happened. And then we did Brett Veach, the general manager for the talented Kansas City Chiefs. And Brett and I go way back to our Philadelphia days when he was an intern. And and so he, I believe he's only 43 years old and is at the top of the game, back-to-back Super Bowls. They won one. One of the most, if not the most talented team. So we got in there, and I kind of got into his thought process of, of pre-draft with some of the free agents, and I helped him on one. I think they were going to do it anyway, yeah. but they were just calling to double check. and then and then and then how the draft unfolded for them. Uh, and so it was that was another fascinating one. And then I'm going to drop another one here real quick. I just had a nice conversation with Ryan Mallett. Oh, interesting one. Uh, he's a very interesting guy now. One of the great high school quarterbacks. I think he was ranked two in the nation. I, he was. I, he, I believe he was an Elite 11 guy, a
0: guy that was uh, in the—I think he won one— sometimes there's like the Gatorade National Player of the Year, the Max Preps National Player of the Year. He was some sort of National Player of the Year, I believe, and, and then went on to— uh,
1: uh, you can't say star, but but stand out at Arkansas. Really, he goes to Michigan first right. if you That's remember. Right. That's right. And then there was the coaching change. That's right. And he played well as a true freshman. And they go to Rich Rodriguez, who was one of the early coaches of what you see a lot today. The read option. Yep. Yeah. The triple read well Ryan Mallett's a six foot six. <laughs> right. Two hundred and fifty pounds. Big man, big arm, good feet in the pocket. But he's a he's a, a, a drop-back quarterback. So he was sort of forced to transfer to Arkansas. Had to sit the year out, becomes a great quarterback at Arkansas. First-round type of talent, he slips to the third round. New England Patriots behind Tom Brady, Houston. There were some ups and downs throughout his whole career. I got him in Baltimore, and we... Had a great time. He came in, and two weeks later, he's starting against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we knock him out, and he kind of took that game plan and ran with it. And now, he just got done with the Spring League, which is fascinating. I asked him how he felt. How did you feel? You were one of probably the most accomplished players playing in that Spring League. And anyway, he had a blast, and he is coaching high school football Right now, and what great responsibility! Man, you you have a, a a a great opportunity to instill confidence in our young men, and he knows that. Oh yeah, and he is great with the young man, and so he'll do a fantastic job there. That
0: element is so fun for me, especially if these kids have been following at all. Uh, the NFL. One of my photographers at skylandsportsmt.com my multimedia company that I share with my brother. One of our photographers, Jason Bachi, he's from Morgantown, West Virginia. His uh, coach in high school was Jeff Hostetler, <laughs> so I always thought that was funny. He said he's the most intense guy ever. You never, I mean, I should say you never expect it out of the quarterback. A lot of times you actually would expect it out of the quarterback, but but Jason said that Hostetler was firing brimstone and hitting on defense and running the ball. He was not a quarterback uh, as a coach. Philip Rivers is into the high school quarterback ranks now, too. I just think that would be so fun as a high school kid to be able to do that.
1: Favre coached a high school team In Hasbro, Mississippi, that's right. And they went on to win a state championship. I remember talking to Brett, what are you going to do after your football career? And he said, I'm going to coach some high school football. And I said, okay, well, you need to be the head coach. Right, and he goes, I don't want to be the head coach. And he just wanted to be the offensive coordinator. I said, well, then you have to have a head coach who's a defensive guy who will give you room right. to rock and roll. And and so I know he had fun doing that as well. Mark Burnell coached some high school football. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys. Ed McCaffrey. I will tell you, the high school coaches have so much influence oh, man. on young men. I will tell you, at the combine, We interview these guys, and typically one of the the things that they fill out is, who are the most influential people in your life? And after mom and dad, or maybe an uncle, it almost is always the high school coach. If not the high school coach, it's a teacher or a counselor. That's how much influence that high school coaches have on the young men. Marty Morningway, joining me, Colter Nuanas, in
0: studio. One more break. I got an open-ended question for Marty about quarterback evaluation and the way it's changed over the last several years. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuwanez Now, 102.9 ESPN, Missoula. SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for kicking with us on a Tuesday. I'm Coulter Nuanas broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Missing thing to today's show? Great show. Justin Angle, a business angle. The overlay between business and sports. Mike Van Deest. Back in the college coaching game. Six, count them, six national championships at Carroll College. Now he's coaching for a rival up at MSU Northern. What a story. Maybe we'll effort Coach Van Deest here uh, shortly. We also heard from Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Palheads. In the last uh, hour, second hour of this show, Marty Morningway. Great offensive mind, offensive coordinator uh, in the NFL joining us here on Nuana's. Now you can find all that stuff on the podcast. N-U-A-N-E-Z. Proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Coach, I had a question for you, but we don't have enough time for it. So just give one last plug. Tell tell people you got your quarterback coming up later this week, which is going to be a fun one. But also tell people about the podcast, how they get involved in the Coach Marty podcast and give you a listen with all your great guests.
1: CampMartyPodcast.com. And then we've got the Camp Marty Quarterback School Thursday. It's going to be a Big Sky High School, and we'll have a couple meetings and a couple segments on the field. The doors are wide open. High school coaches, uh, parents, anybody who wants to attend the meetings, or watch the fellas practice. We're going to have a great group of quarterbacks. We always do. And like I said earlier, it seems like I have more fun than the kids do, but what a what a, a great opportunity for the kids to take something from Jeff Garcia and all pro quarterback work yeah I mean that's that's a pretty cool experience being able
0: to meet up with Jeff Garcia who was uh, a pro bowler during his career with the San Francisco
1: 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles so uh, it would be great to have him in town yeah and they get a chance to work with my son Sky who's coaching at MSU Texas and then what a great venue the 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 Dane Oliver is sort of the camp director mm-hmm. of the camp, and what a great job he does on filling the slots, acquiring the Big Sky facilities, and puts on just a great venue for the kids, and and that's what it's about, these high school quarterbacks from Missoula and some from the rest of the state. A great event. We'll have a full recap for you.
0: I love it because, first and foremost... I get all the guys I want to interview cornered, all the best athletes ah, in the state. There they are. Bam, I can get interviews with all of them. Very few. Uh, last time, I, I got Raleigh Wooster and Carson Ross. Had bam, Bam, Bam. That's all you need. A couple Gatorade players of the year. For Coach Morning Wig, I'm Colter Nwanez. It's ESPN Missoula as well as SWX Montana Television. We'll be back at it tomorrow at 4 p.m. In the meantime, be good. Have a great night. Go so